Trump attorney Christina Bob rips the veil off the unprecedented and insidious indictments and attacks against Donald Trump on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. And be sure to tell your friends about the show. Two firsts are happening with this podcast, friends. Previously, always pre-recorded and aired at a future date, this is the first time a podcast was recorded and released the same day. This is also the first guest to return within six months of the previous appearance. Why? Because I believe it's that important. So let's get into it. She's an investigative reporter and attorney who has spent most of the past two years traveling the country to explore and report on the growing mountain of evidence of election fraud and mismanagement. Formerly a correspondent and TV host at One American News Network, she's currently Trump attorney at Save America. Author of the book, Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. I welcome back to the show, Christina Bob. How are you, Christina? Hey, Gary. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back with you. And I'm excited to have you back. And before we start, I must tell everybody once again, you are a Marine. So we thank you for your service. Thank you, sir. Okay. Now, many of us who are pro football fans have seen the clip of legendary Green Bay Packers football coach, the late Vince Lombardi, looking perplexed on the sideline during a game and then blaring out this immortal cry. What the hell is going on out there? (laughs) All right, Christina, what the hell is going on out there in regard to President Trump? What is being done about it? Well, I think uh, I think your assessment is right on. What the hell is going on out there, right? You know, a lot of people, you know, I do a, a lot of interviews and people say, I don't understand what's going on. And I would throw it back to you. You know exactly what's going on. It's just as bad as it looks where you've got Democrats um, politicizing, uh, or I'm sorry, criminalizing their political opposition. Uh, they're abusing their power. They're abusing their authority. And they are just coordinated enough with enough of them willing to do it, uh, that they think they're going to get away with it. I, I don't, I don't think they will. I think, um, I think they're going to, this is all going to backfire terribly on them. So I'm not, um, too worried about that, but it's very serious. What they've done is a very, very serious, egregious thing that has never been done before in our country. Uh, you know, everyone's aware president Trump has been indicted four times at this point next week, he'll be turning himself in yet again in Georgia, uh, we'll see if he gets a mugshot or not. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's as bad as it looks. And if you're confused, let me reassure you, you're not. <laughs> what you're seeing, it, it's as bad as it's as bad as you, what you're seeing. See, I think what is troubling to a lot of people in America on both sides of the aisle and whether you like Trump or not, this isn't supposed to go on in this country. It doesn't nope. matter who they like. We wouldn't we wouldn't wish this on. I couldn't stand Barack Obama. Yeah, but I wouldn't want a witch hunt. He gets what no, he deserves. Right. But you, you understand what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of people have to understand what's going on here. And there's such a contrast when you look at what's not happening with the Bidens 
and and what's and, and the funny thing? Oh, Hunter, he's a private guy. But look at what they tried to do to Don, and look at what they tried to do to Eric and Laura and the whole Trump family. They tried to get Barron almost to look like you know. Yeah. It's like, and that's even before he was president. I mean, you can just see the disparity and the differences. Is it how 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 is America processing this? Because nobody, I don't see anybody even saying, "Wait a minute, this this has to stop." Well, I think they're they the Democrats are forcing that issue because now we're in criminal court and you better believe these criminal attorneys. I'm working closely with the trial lawyers. They're they're going to fight this tooth and nail. And I think it's going to be a huge embarrassment on these uh, the special prosecutors and the DAs that are bringing these. But you're exactly right. I think the fact that the wheels are falling off of the Biden crime family at the same time that all of this is going down. One is not coincidental, of course. They're targeting Donald Trump to divert attention from what mm-hmm. the Bidens are doing. But um, it, I think it's it's highlighting, it's making it easier for the American public to see what's going on. In some ways, people are confused because they're like, oh, we're both sides just accusing each other of crimes, you know, unfairly. No, no, no. There are very serious crimes taking place. Uh, The House Oversight and Judiciary Committee is doing a great job uncovering a lot of what's going down with, or what has gone down over the last near decade uh, with the Biden crime family. And, uh, what what is happening with those plea deals? We see Donald Trump get indicted four times, and yet Hunter Biden is not indicted at all for any of the serious corruption, bribery, you know, finance crimes. But yet they charged him with you know one felony count of a gun, gun possession, and then two fairly minor tax fraud offenses compared to you know the foreign corruption acts that he should have been charged with. Um, I think. Judge Noriega, when she threw out the Delaware court, who threw out Hunter Biden's plea deal, I think that was a huge eye opener to everybody when she basically called them out and said, hey, Department of Justice, this plea agreement has never been done before. And it effectively immunizes him from any future prosecution. Did you mean to do that? And DOJ said, yeah, that's our intent. Like, basically, we don't want him to be charged with anything ever. So we're, we're trying to immunize him. And she rightfully threw that out. And, you know, then they appoint David Weiss as a special counsel to try to get him to not have to testify in front of Congress, which, of course, I don't think that's going to hold up because he's not truly a lawful special counsel in accordance with federal regulations. Uh, But they are they are tripping all over themselves trying to cover up for Biden and they're throwing dirt at Donald Trump, hoping that it distracts everybody. And I, I just I don't think it's working anymore. I hear you. Now, the thing that I was a little bit concerned about was the indictment of Trump attorneys, because it seems to me, I wonder if this is about, hey, let's get the let's get Donald. Or is this about let's bring Donald in under the guise of let's bring Rudy and Sydney and, yep. get, and get everybody else in and put the hot light on them and say, you know, you're facing 39 years or this, that or the other thing and trying to get those people to flip, lie, steal, yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, I think that's a very valid concern. However, I'm 
I, I don't think that any of those players are going to do that. I think they recognize it for what it is. It, it confirms what Donald Trump, it, it confirms Donald Trump's point when he says, they're not after me, they're after you. I'm just in the way. You know, they've proved it in Georgia and in Michigan. They're going after everybody. And as soon as, this is just the first round. If they actually could somehow be successful at this, don't think they're not coming for you next. I mean, by bringing a RICO charge in Georgia and including the, the chairman of the Georgia GOP, they've effectively said Republicans are a criminal organization in Georgia and we won't stand for it. And they'll, they'll prosecute anybody who opposes them politically. It's, it's disgusting. And if I could point out some of the attorneys that got indicted. Please do. Because I think it's really interesting. So Ken Chesborough, uh, according to the indictment anyway, he's one who was part of the alternate electors Um I mean, again, just looking at the indictment, part of uh, he was one of the organizers of that legal strategy. <laughs> Excuse me. And he actually worked on the 2000 challenge, the Bush v. Gore challenge, but he he worked on Al Gore's team and they didn't they didn't bring charges then. It's the same strategy, but they didn't bring charges when he was helping Al Gore. But then you've got um, Bob Chile as well. He's another attorney who was charged. He just won. He's still he Bob Chile is still in active litigation on the 2020 election. They are still in the process of getting access to ballots and challenging the 2020 election election. And just a few months ago, he won at the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, you've got to turn over all of those ballots. You've got to turn those over to Bob Chile and his team. And what happens within months of that victory? Well, he gets indicted. So it's absolutely absurd and outrageous what they're doing to these attorneys, not just attorneys. I mean, you've got political operatives. You've got, you know, folks that just work the Republican GOP. You've got people who are volunteering, you know, to be electors. What what they're doing is what they are doing in bringing these charges really is criminal. Were you concerned that there may have been a knock on your door or a letter forthcoming? Well, thankfully, I didn't work on Georgia, so I wasn't I wasn't even called in as a a witness or anything during any of the um, investigation. So for Georgia, thankfully, no. Um, But, you know, you whenever you work for Donald Trump, you're always you're always wondering, like, what are they going to do to me? You know, so um, I'm grateful that thankfully I haven't. Not in this case, anyway, of course, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying now. As an attorney, please explain this to me, because I still have trouble wrapping my head around this. So we're all watching on TV, and Lion Joe Biden's up there. Yeah, I told you, Crane is, if you don't fire that guy, you're not getting the money. (laughs) Right on TV, everybody saw this. They saw the shake down, uh, and they saw that flat out bribery, right? On national, that clip has been plotted. I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. So, oh, but that's nothing. And and Donald Trump is now, you know, you know, we can explain. Let's leave Donald Trump out of it. Okay. How is that not? A pun- How does he get away with this? I know the answer, but I'd like. Yeah, to- the answer is as frustrating as you think it is. It's because he's in control of the government and he's in control of the Department of Justice and they're doing his bidding. And we have a two tiered justice system. Democrats who sell American assets and prosperity and American policy and they sell access to political leaders get away with it. And 
conservatives like Donald Trump or, you know, those that actually stand up to the swamp don't. And it, it it's that black and white. I mean, it's it's cartoonish. It's so clear at this point. I mean, like you said, Joe Biden himself came out and said, well, by golly, you know, if that son of a you know what. Uh, the guy was fired talking about Shokin, the prosecutor general who was investigating Burisma. And let's be very clear. The reason Biden with Hunter, right? Yes. The reason Joe Biden wanted Shokin fired was because Hunter was on the board of Burisma, which is the company that Shokin was investigating. And he used American leverage. He used uh, American funds, withholding American funds in order to protect his son's financial interest, which he was making $83,000 a month, a million dollars a year, him and and his friend each. Uh, and that, that's why he wanted choke and fired because he wanted that um, investigation closed. So yeah, it's textbook corruption, but the problem is we still have a corrupt government at the moment who's not doing anything about it. Yeah, and if Donald Trump had said something like that, he'd be under a jail somewhere. It, it, it's, Donald Trump, well, he got impeached for it, remember? He didn't yeah. even, it, this was the first impeachment. Just saying, yeah, making a joke. Yeah, well, but he was right. He he was right that the Bidens were selling American access, access to the American government. And he rightly asked Zelensky about it and Democrats impeached him for it. So I know there's talks right now about expunging President Trump's uh, impeachment because it's become very clear that not only is he not guilty of it, he was right to do it. And he was right to question whether the Bidens actually were selling American access because as the House committees now show they were selling American access. I'm the former sports writer, and I've watched many sporting events where somebody got in the ring with a heavyweight champ or stepped out with a championship team and um, tried to take them on. And the other team or the other player or the other uh, boxer would say, that's all you got? Donald Trump, since he stepped down the escalator, has been the most looked at, the most scrutinized, every rock has been turned over, every potential thing anywhere in the last five, six, seven, everything, he is the most, you put a spotlight and a magnifying glass and this is all they say they got, things that shouldn't be misdemeanors even if they existed. I mean, don't people understand that the man has been looked at so much by both sides of the aisle, whether Republican establishment want to get rid of him, other Democrats that want to get rid of him, that if there was anything out there that was of substance, they would have found it by now. Well, it's funny you say that. So I was at dinner with my extended family. This was a couple of weeks ago, and they had a friend over who didn't know that I worked for Donald Trump. And when they found out, it was very apparent that they had Trump derangement syndrome <laughs> and started down that path. I'll leave it, you know, somewhat vague to be polite. Um, but one of the things this person said was, didn't you see all the dirt they uncovered on him way back in 2016? Didn't you see all of the corruption that they exposed of him? And I couldn't help but wonder, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I, I didn't push, you know, I wasn't going to argue with her because no matter what I said, she like, it wasn't worth. And so I just kind of sat there and nodded like, 
I know you're talking about, of course, my uncle uh, kind of chimed in and he was like, you mean all the stuff that was proven to be false? <laughs> like, like, where's Russia, the Russia, Russia collusion? Yeah. Still says he has the, I got the proof. Schiff, you should be in jail. Where's the proof? What, what, what's, where's the proof, Adam? We had the Mueller investigation, which disproved the whole thing. We found out that it was Hillary Clinton's campaign that paid for all that stuff. Hillary Clinton's campaign actually colluded with Russia agents in order to try to frame Donald Trump for colluding with Russia agents. So, but anyway, I tell that silly story to highlight your point of there are still people out there who I, I think are just refusing, refusing to see the truth. I think that group is shrinking but they're still out there. Yeah, well, I hope it's shrinking. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay, I have a concern. See, I, 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 I'm I, a mystery guy and I like mysteries. That's all I watch outside of sports, but. Yeah. And there are, there are ways to take people down. And, and one thing that I am concerned about because Donald is older, he's over 70, mm-hmm. and he's not in shape like you. Do you, do you do, still do push-ups? Um, I'd love to say yes, but okay, <laughs> all right, all right. I, you know, I go in phases, and I'm not in a, a workout phase at the moment, but I will be again someday. Right, and I think he does like he likes the cheeseburgers and the fries. Yeah, he golfs every day. I can't that, keep up with him. Right, okay, but but my problem, my concern is with just a relentless insidious attack against him and his family every day, relentlessly nonstop 24 seven. Is there a health concern that if we can't get them, let's, let's try and get a heart attack. Well, thankfully the secret service around him are fantastic and I'm not worried about any actual threat. Um, No, I mean, not a threat, but just the the stress of, you know, just just keep the pressure on and pressure on at his age and not, you know, maybe he'll collapse. I, I have never seen anything like him. And I like, I, I don't know how to say this other than just say it. And it's going to sound unbelievable, but the man is a physical marvel. He eats cheeseburgers and diet Coke. And yet he'll play 18 holes every day with kids in their twenties. And I mean like professional golfers in their twenties and then go do events till midnight. Like I, and I'm not joking when I say I can't keep up with him. Granted, I'm introverted, so I don't like the crowd scene, so I have to step out. But the guy's a machine. He just keeps going, and he he feeds off of it. Like, he, he really does. He It motivates him to do what he's doing. I honestly think if he thought that he could drop out and the country would be okay, he probably would. The only reason he's doing this is because he knows that the country needs him. Um, I think he'd love to play golf all day, make millions or billions doing his business deals and not worry about the country. But he he's genuinely concerned that we could lose our nation. And so that's why he stays in it. And so anyway, short answer, I physically the man's a marvel. I mean, he's great. I have no concerns about his physical health or mental health whatsoever. I knew that everything. Like, I know, I'm sorry, this, it's so funny. Like, I'll talk to him and I'll say, sir, you know, you said this, blah, blah, blah. And he'll be like, but you said, and he'll throw back at me something I said like a year ago. And I'm like, <laughs> how did he remember that? Like, he talks to hundred, hundreds of people every day and he'll pick out little things. He he has an incredible memory. I hear you. And I knew, I knew where he was. See, as somebody, as I said, I was a sports writer, so I traveled. I used to travel to Knicks. I've been in separate cities, several cities in the same day. Like I remember, unfortunately, we went from Portland to Seattle 
got into Seattle at uh, three in the morning and they were checking at the Four Seasons Hotel and I had forgotten that the key they gave me, I thought it was the, the, the room number was the number that we had just left in Portland and I put the key in somebody else's door and this guy is coming to the door at three in the morning. And uh, I'm like, so, but I understand. And then I was in the recording business, so we traveled around a bit and I understood and I knew when I saw him doing three rallies in three different states the same day, I said, he's got it going on. Oh, he does. And he's going to he's going to do that again. You know, once we get closer and we get into like the real real rally season, he'll do that. He'll, he I he's a modern marvel. Like, I don't know how he can do what he does, but he does it and he's happy to do it. So I'm grateful for him. Yeah, I know. I, I know we all are, at least all of us that, that really care and try and want to save this country. Chris, Christine, I thank you again for making your coming on. You made you know you made your first appearance in February of 2023. At that time, you lasered in on Democrat corruption combined with Republican cowardice produced mm-hmm. what you call the fatal cocktail that allowed this voter fraud to happen. And you made this at the time shocking statement: "Quote the thing I used." is Democrats cheated and Republicans covered it up. And what baffled me during my entire investigation was why on earth are these Republicans doing this? It's weird. It's almost like they have this defeatist mentality. Like, you know, well, the Democrats are gonna win anyway, so let's get in their good graces. We'll cower to them and allow them to play their games and then they'll be nice to me in this seat. So it's so disgusting. So, Christina, where do we stand in this regard? Have Republicans wised up, at least some of them? Some have, and I think the constituents have wised up more so than those in office, but those in office are quickly learning. You know, um, like I think Kevin McCarthy is a really good example. I'm not the biggest McCarthy fan. Where am I? But he's, he's now learning that he, at least to some extent, will be held accountable by the constituents, if not by the constituents, by the Matt Gateses in Congress. And he, uh, you know, he's not where I'd like him to be, but he's not, he's not doing the full blown. I, and I think he would, if he thought he could get away with it, but he's not doing the full blown establishment. Let's mm-hmm. do what we've done for 30 years. Um, and I think the reason he's not, that is because he can't be, he, he knows, he, he knows gigs up. And then you've got the Matt Gateses that are becoming, you know, the sensations, you know, everyone around the country, regardless of whether you live in, I think he's the first district of Florida. Um, everyone around the country loves Matt Gates because he's standing up for what the American people want. And then, uh, you know, have got the Lauren Boberts and Marjorie Taylor Greens and all, all of these other great members of Congress who actually are running with this true conservative MAGA. I don't want to even call it a platform because I think that cheapens it. It's just the values, the values that they carry. And, you know, we're not there, quote unquote, there in the sense that I think Congress is where they need to be, but we're getting there. And I suspect that if we can secure our elections well enough for 2024, I think we'll see another wave, you know, hopefully a little bit bigger than the one in 2022 and continue to clean out and clean out. And when I say clean out, I'm not just talking about cleaning out Democrats. We certainly need to clean out, about cleaning out the bad Republicans that are in our way. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, along those lines, do you think enough Democratic voters have come around to realize what goes around could end up coming back around and really ready to join us in fighting election fraud because they realize, you know, 
yeah, it's working to our favor now, but if they get in control, then we could be in the sauce. Like uh, you think some people are really starting to come around from the other side. I'm talking about the voters and saying, hey, this isn't right. I think there are, and there may be some that are coming around for that reason. I think more are coming around because they hate what they're seeing Democrats do. You know, they're concerned parents and they don't like the crazy radical education that they're seeing. Or, um, you know, they don't like the fact that the FBI targets parents at school boards and they can't speak up for their kids' rights. Or uh, the government's become radicalized and they're prosecuting and throwing people in jail or, you know, charging them for their political beliefs. I think there's a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily identify as Republican, but are looking at what Democrats are doing and going, this, this isn't good. So I I do think we're seeing a shift where Democrat voters, whether they move over to the Republican party or they just vote Republican for the next cycle, I do think we're starting to see that shift. And quite honestly, I think the Democrats the Democrat officials, politicians are helping us in that regard. I think four indictments against Donald Trump has really encouraged some Democrat voters to move over to the right because the only people that support this are crazy radicals. And if you're not a crazy radical, there's no room for you in the Democrat Party right now. You're right about that. Now, there's been so many people out there that have been working on uh, election integrity, you being one of them. I've had very many, several on the show, the people that are talking about you got to work to become a precinct chairperson. Yeah. There's so much that's going on. Stop the steal. There's true the vote. There's so many organizations working towards this. Do you think we've made enough inroads because we know they're going to cheat again or at least Mm -hmm. try that 2024? And it's not just the presidential election. It's the down balloting. You know, well, we have made some progress. We need to make more. Uh, So we need more people involved, not just working the polls and being precinct committee men. That's all really important. But we need more people holding your county officials responsible. Arizona is one of my favorite examples. Um, Maricopa County, all the big press outlets love to say, oh, well, Maricopa County is the biggest county at 66 percent of the state and it's blue. So, you know, that's what makes the state turn blue. Not true. Maricopa County has five county supervisors, which means within, you know, the counties divvied up into five districts and everyone votes locally for their supervisors. Even since 2022, four of the five supervisors are Republican which means at a local level, 80% of Maricopa County is voting Republican, or at least eight, you know, a majority in 80% of the county is voting Republican. Maricopa County is not blue. They're cheating on the top of the ticket and trying to tell you that because it's a big county, it's blue. It's not. And so people need to get involved. There's some really great groups in Arizona issuing FOIA requests and open records records requests. There's been some lawsuits uh, really trying to hold Maricopa County's feet to the fire to make sure that they follow the law because they seem to want to disregard election laws all over the place. Um, and we need that done all over the country. I mean, there's even been counties in California that have made some really good changes because the citizens petitioned and went and sat down with your county commissioner. So your county commissioner, your county supervisor, and your county recorder or your county clerk, depending on, it's called different things depending on where you live, 
um, those are the most important races and the most important offices that you need to be paying attention to right now and find a group that's holding those people accountable in your area. There's a great organization called causeofamerica.org, C-A-U-S-E, causeofamerica.org. It's, um, and it, it's just a network really. I shouldn't even say it's an organization. Mike Lindell put together, you know, he's got resources all over the country. And so he just put together the website. You can go there and say, I live in random County, you know, Oklahoma, and they'll connect you with someone in your County that's doing the work. So it's not, you know, you don't necessarily need to work for Mike Lindell's organization or with Mike Lindell's organization, but he can connect you to a group that's doing election integrity work where you are. So um, get involved and start holding your counties responsible. Christine, thanks for coming back. Please tell people how they can reach you and anything you'd like to promote. Again, the name of the book, tell them the name of the book and where they can get it. Yep. It's Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. Uh, you can find out a little bit more about me at christinabob.com, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Christina underscore Bob. Thank you so much for having me. I always love coming on your show. And I, I, I love having you. And please tell people a little bit about what the book's about. So, you know, what you what you went into that you actually went and started interviewing people, right, to find out yeah. what the hell happened. Yeah, I spent months on the ground in Arizona and uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and I just I interviewed everybody that I could. I interviewed the county clerks, I interviewed volunteers, uh, poll workers and challengers, uh, investigators, police officers. I talked to anybody and everybody, senators, state legislators, anybody that I could, and just tried to piece together what happened. Um, and I, it's quite interesting. And I, I, you know, it's one of those things that will be very frustrating, but I, I hope that it's also very encouraging and empowering because it's stories of, you know, normal people in normal communities in Arizona, or in Arizona, Wisconsin, you know, all I did, I covered 12 states. Um, and it's just their stories of what they experienced and what they're doing now to clean it up and how we can get involved. So I, I, my favorite compliment that I get on the book is that it's very easy to read and you can read it quickly. So I know a lot of people think, uh, you know, a book on elections sounds really dry and boring. I, it's not, I hope it's not. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted it to kind of educate you on what happens, you know, what happened and how, how we fix it. Well, Thank you. And thank you for, for coming back on. You're always welcome. And when you see the Mr. President, you I've interviewed him twice back when he was in sports, when he owned the New Jersey Generals and had Herschel Walker and uh, uh-huh. we're behind him. You know, I was writing for uh, Newsday at the time and uh, I called him and he called me. I never met him, but I called him twice uh, when he had the team and he called me right back. And boy, back then I was a Democrat and didn't know what the heck I was doing. And back then he was a sports owner. And if you had said, you're going to be president and I'm going to have a conservative podcast. We would both probably scratched our head and said, for real? <laughs> yeah, know? the world's so. different today than I ever thought it would be. So it's amazing how quickly things can change. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much. As I said, you're always welcome to come back on the show. Keep the faith and please do not let them grind you down. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate it. Christina Bob, giving us a lot of information we need to know, want to know, and her main thing, people get involved because we can have a say in what goes on because it's our country. I want to thank Christina Bob for coming back to explain what's up with Trump and what we can do about it. 
the relentless political witch hunt the man who should be in the White House is undergoing is beyond shameful. In fact, it's downright treasonous. He's doing this for we the people. Never forget that, patriots, because as Trump has said many times, and I quote, in the end, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you, and I'm just standing in the way. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. If you're a first-time listener, hope you'll check out the podcast archive located on the page. There you'll find previous episodes featuring more than 100 high-profile guests, including Ben Carson, Monica Crowley, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Tom Holman, Peter Navarro, Diamond and Silk, Carrie Lake, Mike Lindell, Dick Morris, Judge Janine Pirro, and Herschel Walker. That's all we've got for now, friends. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America. America.